Alright, alright, alright. Welcome out to this episode of Behind the Shades. I am your host, Jason Adams. And this is, as always, the meat and cheese hooker. What's up? Danica Strong. She's cool. <laughs> yep, super cool. So we've got some exciting stuff today. I gotta tell you, um, I don't know if you can tell by the way I'm dressed, but we're gonna be talking about Donald J. Trump the President of the United States. Go POTUS. A.K.A. the GOAT. <laughs> Greatest of all time. That's nice. He is so amazing. You know what? I've been looking forward to this show for a long time because I could sit and talk about him forever. And so, you do. So 45 minutes shouldn't be difficult oh, at all. No, no it's, it's going to go... The sad thing is it's going to go by too fast. So, um, Donald Trump is amazing, and I love him. And I get a lot of, I get a lot of flack. Okay, I'm just going to tell you this right now. I think there's a lot of people that, that like what he's done for the country, but they don't like his bedside manner. They don't like the way he acts. They don't like what he does on Twitter. But again, I disagree with that, and here's why. I always tell my wife. She's like, I love you, you know, but don't do this. That's the thing is like, first of all, nobody's perfect. Second of all, you can't have all the good without putting up with some of the bad, right? Right. We can't expect him to live up to some sort of ridiculous standard none of us will live up to. And it's not just him. It's, yeah, it's anybody. Right. It's anybody. And so, you know, for instance, if, you know, I send my wife nice messages or tell her I love her or whatever, make a run a bath for her, that's cool. She might say, hey, I love that, Jason, but I don't like how you swear or I don't like how you murmur, right? It's like, hey, I'm not perfect, but I, I, I'm kind of a simpleton. I try and make things as simple as possible so that I can understand them. And to me, I always kind of wind it down to this algorithm of does the good outweigh the bad, right? And so when I look at Donald Trump, my grandma the other day, she, she, uh, I went in and seen her and somebody told her, oh, Jason loves Trump. He went to the rally, which we're going to talk about in a minute. It was yep. amazing. It was amazing. Um, and she's like, oh, I can't believe that. You know, you, do you like the things he says? And I said, grandma, first of all, in my grandma, you'd have to know her. She is tough. She's coming up on her 90th birthday. She is so awesome. Um, super intelligent, great memory. Like she's one of those grandmas that just still doing it. Right. Um, and I said, grandma, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Cause forever, my grandma will tell you how the cow ate the cabbage. I mean, she flat out just like, you suck. You're not doing it right. Get it together. Don't be a loser, right? So I was really surprised when she was like, oh, you, you know, I don't like what he says. And I said, grandma, but you, but you like his policies, right? You love, you love the economy right now. You love what he's done. He's draining the swamp. You love all of that. But all of a sudden, you know, you're going to base your position because of some of the things first of all i love the twitter thing okay because not only was fake news the greatest um smear campaign in the history of not just politics but in marketing in general agreed and it's still going and it's love a, it. and it's and it's true a lot of it's true right um but with his twitter account he has a direct line to the american people and you could say he has no filter. You could say all of those things, but he has a direct line to the American people. He doesn't want it to filter through somebody else, have them put their spin on it, and then present it in a care package. He's like, listen, this is how it is. Here's who's screwing us over. Here's who needs it to go. And I, I, tend to, I tend to appreciate the authenticity of that. You're very much like him, though. No, I'm not. You are. No, you no, are. I hope I am because I like I like the way he does things. Right. And you, uh, well, I mean, I don't know him personally, uh, but I do know you personally, and I know how you 
are no nonsense, and I appreciate that because I tend to be that way as well. And and because you are in a position the same as he is, you run a company, uh, you get to make those decisions, and we don't. We have a choice. We can like the jobs that we have and 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 do what we're asked to do, or we can go. Oh, is it not working? It's working great. Okay. Um, I like the way you worked it. So we, <laughs> that's not what you said earlier. You told me to stop dancing. <laughs> anyway, I, I appreciate knowing where I stand. And, and early on in, in our relationship, I, I, I was confused. I didn't know how to, going from a military to a civilian situation uh, was difficult for me. And, and once we kind of had our come to Jesus moment, everything went smoother. I, I, I know where I stand and, and, and you are very, I wouldn't say simpleton because simpleton has a negative connotation, but I would say that you are no, straightforward. So I like to simplify mm-hmm. things. And simpl- yeah, simplification. And, and, and some, sometime in order to simplify certain things, you're not beating around the bush. Right. Right. And it might be hard conversation to have both for the, you know, the recipient and the person giving the conversation. That's always hard, right? The, the moderator or whatever it might be. Um, but it does save everybody a lot of time. And so. Oh, uh, yeah. Direct, directness absolutely saves time. As it pertains to Trump, okay? I think everybody talked about wanting a businessman in the White House. To me, it goes beyond that. Because a lot of businessmen that we know are politicians, in a sense. They're salesmen. They're this and that. Trump. And you've heard me say this before. He has screw you money. I mean, he has the kind of money where he just can say, "I'm going to drain the swamp. I don't need anybody else's approval, and I'm going to do that." He can do. He can do that. Yes, that is refreshing to me because that's what needed to happen. Right? We needed somebody that's not of the establishment, somebody that doesn't care to hurt somebody's feelings. And believe it or not, I first of all, I don't think it's a show. Um, because it's been so sustainable now for such a period of time. I think it's, that's truly who he is, but it's, it's so refreshing. I mean, it's so refreshing. It's, it's so refreshing to have somebody that says just in Soleimani's case that says this guy has hurt several Americans, has killed Americans. He needs to go like, there's no more negotiating We've given him too many chances. The Obama administration's given him money and all these chances. This guy needs to go. Um, decision made, bomb dropped, dude dead. Well, that's his job. That's what a commander in chief does. That's. But let's not talk about it. Let's be about. I get yeah, so sick doer. and tired of talking about it. You know, we, we've had marketing people at the Sunglass Company. We've had salespeople. All they want to do is talk about it. They, they want everyone to like them. They want this harmonic relationship with everybody in and out of the organization. And this pandering and trying to stay in everybody's good graces because you never know where your next job is going to come from is it's old hat. It's, 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 and so that's what I appreciate about Trump is that since he's gotten in there, he's done the job. Now, Every decision he makes, is it right or wrong? Is he perfect? No, absolutely, probably not. But he makes a decision and he goes with it. He's very decisive, right? There's the old saying, um, paralysis by analysis. That'll kill you and that'll kill any organization. So you have a lot of people both in and out of his cabinet that have been fired or been replaced and they're really quick to turn and be like, oh, he sucks. At the end of the day, if he's not going to get the, if he doesn't find the person that is going to align with his values and help him get the job done, he's going to replace them. He's not trying to, he's not placating anybody. He's not trying to impress anyone. He's trying to do the job. Just the authenticity in that alone is so refreshing that if you don't like his bedside manner, who cares? If you don't like what he says, who cares? At the end of the day, he's doing the job for the American people, and he's just trying to get it done. Well, yeah, and and I know that there's maybe along the lines with what your grandmother was saying, uh, there are, there is a stigma that women that that appreciate Trump and will vote for Trump are doing something wrong. 
because, oh, he's a chauvinist or he doesn't treat women with respect or whatever people say, but, but, but sex has nothing to do with it. Um, he's my president. He's my husband's boss. Uh, and I need someone that's there in that position as commander in chief to, to get the job done. And you know, I, I'm, I'm along the same lines you are. I don't like people that don't do it. I need people that will do it. And, and, and when, when you're a doer, like what you're saying, <clears throat> there is no gray area. It's black and white um, in the sense of that you're either getting it done or you're not. And when you're a businessman and when you are truly a businessman and, and, and you don't have any, any hidden agendas or anything else other than getting the job done, that's, that's all there is to it. There's, there's no way to politely tell somebody that they did a crappy job. Well, you, you can, you can try, right. Yeah. Or, or, to drop a bomb, just in Soleimani's case, you can say, hey, man, if you keep doing it, we're going to do this. Or, hey, man, that ship already sailed. Yep. So there's no... He had years of that. There's no good, there's no good way to just drop the bomb on somebody other than just drop it and not be apologetic and say, listen, the dude did this, this, and this, and he had to die. And, and it was just going to continue to happen. Uh, and based on my actions... I don't want to see any more American lives be spared, you know, be, be, be ruined because of this guy. So this is my job. This is what I'm going to do. And he does, he, he, he's doing the job. And so that's the one thing that, that I see a lot of people get hung up on is I love what he's doing for the American people. I don't like how he's doing it. Well, I got news for you. There's, especially in that job, the only way to get things done is to probably be a little bit of a bull in a China shop because there is so much of the establishment. There are so many career politicians in there that are so used to kickbacks and golden parachutes and all of the things that come with those positions that in truly to fix it, you're going to have to take some really, really drastic measures. Well, and, and you're going to hurt some people's feelings and you're going to ruffle some feathers and you're going to upset some people because whenever our way of life gets disruptive, especially if you've been in Washington, you've been doing, th you know, you've been cutting side deals, or whatever. As soon as that gets, you know, axed, of course, you're going to be upset, right? I mean, it's hard to come out of your comfort zone and walking out of the house in the morning. Can you imagine losing a lot of your income? Right. So, well, I don't, I just don't get what people think his job is. He's the freaking gatekeeper of the free world. He needs to, he's, he's looking out for you. He's looking out for every American and every person on the planet. He's taking it upon himself to keep us safe. And, and that is in his job description. That is his job. And however he decides to do that with the information he has and the intel that he collects and, and, and the things that we don't know. And, and there's one thing that I learned being in the military. I got to be part of briefings that a lot of people didn't know what was going on over there. And it makes it much clearer when you have more information. And, and the people that oppose Trump or the people that think he acted rashly don't have access to that information. And so my place is... What do you think he's supposed to do? I mean, like, wh what do you want? What do you want from the commander-in-chief of, of a nation that has a huge... Well, ultimately what it comes down military to... Military presence, he's going to use it when he needs to. I mean, we were getting attacked. I mean, seriously. Which, which is the greatest thing that the, the United States ever did was doubling down on their military. And, and the, at the time, if you look back, there was a lot of people that criticized him for doing that. But today... I think one of the greatest things about America is our military presence is amazing. Well, and, and, and it's that didn't cyclical. just and then just and it didn't just happen, right. right? We had to somebody had to step up, be strategic, and say, "Hey, we're going to build this for the future." And um, listen, you can say what you want about the guy, but he's authentic of nothing else. Um, there, that is so refreshing. Yeah, it's going to bother you. I think probably Obama in in his own way was authentic, and it probably bothered some of us the wrong way. But at oh the end goodness. of the day, 
the day like you talked to, he was your commander in chief. And we had to respect the office. But you look at some of the things Trump has done. And I think it's easy to say, oh, he's doing it for this reason or that. First of all, Trump is the only president, the first U.S. president ever to step inside North Korea. Now, you can say everything you want about the safety measures and this and that. That would still be a little bit scary. That would that would be yes. it, it, that would be you never know. That's a volatile nation. Their their history has shown how dangerous it is. And here he is, you know what, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna talk to him, I'm gonna try and resolve this issue because it's not getting any better. And if you're not part of the you know, if you're not if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. That in and of itself is a very business-like approach. And there's a lot to be said for that. For going right to the horse's mouth? Absolutely. No, I mean, he... 100, went, 100%. Yeah. 100%, right? You look at Soleimani, uh, you know, how much how much cash did, a, did the Obama administration give Soleimani to basically keep him quiet? At some point, at some point, that plug needed to be pulled. But he didn't just pull that plug. He didn't just say, hey, we're not paying you anymore. He said, we're not paying you. Oh, by the way, this guy's a huge problem, has been for a long time. We're going to take care of that. Yeah. And boom, there it is, right? Those are the reasons why I love Trump. Has nothing to do with poll numbers. Has nothing to do with um, trends. Has nothing to do with popular. His sexy, popular, sexy haircut. <laughs> I, I love Trump. For, for what he is right. and, and not just part of it, not just the good things, everything we've already talked about it. I'm the president of Beck sunglasses. We import products. That's what we do. We design and manufacture and import products into the United States. The current NAFTA agreement that we have in a lot of these tariffs from China, they negatively impact us just to give you an idea. What would have cost $6,000 on our last um, shipment of imported goods cost 16. So that number has gone up under Trump. But I still think the reason, I still think that it's a worthy fight that he is conducting with China. Because if he can, if we continue to go down this road and give up ground, give up ground pretty soon, we won't have any ground left. At some point, somebody has to stand up and say, we're not doing this anymore. Um, the status quo isn't getting it done. This has to change. Now, in this in this instance, my, my father used to say, if you want to hurt somebody, you hurt them in the wallet or you hurt them in the heart. That's how you really get to them. Okay? Well, in this instance, it hurts us in the wallet, but it's still the right thing. It's still the right thing for my daughter and, and or my two daughters and my son. It's still the right thing for your kids. It's still the right thing for the future of America so that it can stay as beautiful and wholesome as the America that we know today. Right. And so it is the right thing. So I'm going to sit here and tell you, um, keep doing it, even though it's costing us money. That would be very selfish and self-centered of me to say, oh, I, I don't like that part of it, but I like everything. No, I love him for what he is and what he's doing. All the good and the bad together. That's my president. That's what I want. I want somebody that's going to stand up and fight that has enough money and that has enough e- of an ego to say, no, I don't care how you feel about it. This is the decision that needs to be made. That's what I'm doing. There is so refreshing to me. That is so refreshing to me. Well, and, and we know he's not doing it all on his own. He has great advisors. He's got a wonderful, he's surrounded himself with a great group of people. I, I was so impressed with, with Pence at that, at the rally. I, I, I had a, man, that was so fun. Let's talk about the rally. Let's do it. So Danica, or Danica's husband, John, gets us these tickets to the Trump rally in Las Vegas last week, right? It was Friday? Friday. Mm -hmm. I want to be on the record because on this side of the rally, it'd be very easy for me to say, oh, I wanted to go. I slept there all night. I couldn't wait. That's not true. I like to be comfortable. I don't like to fight traffic. I'm not the type of guy that goes to a sporting event just because ESPN has as good a view or better than any seat I could ever buy. So I want to be on the record saying that I would typically never do this. I would never step out of my zone 
and, and go stand in 20,000 people with no seats? I probably wouldn't do it, but <laughs> Danica went um, through the effort, her and her husband, of getting us these tickets. She was really excited, mm-hmm. and, and, and therefore I was excited. It was, it was fun to see her get excited, so we went. Let's talk about that. It was amazing. There were so many people there, and, and so many different people. Our, it took us, what, four hours to get through the line? Um, and boss met some people selling merch out in the, that's my favorite purchase of the day. That, that cowboy hat, hat. That cowboy hat. Yeah, that's a good um, one. And we got to stand in line with different people from different walks of life, men, women, different races, different ages. Uh, there were whole families there with their little kids and, and older people. And really, I was surprised how many young people were there. It, it made me really happy that there were some millennials there. That, yeah. And I want, I, I, after going, it was super inspiring, super duper inspiring. And so part of me found myself thinking, man, I wish I would have brought my kids so that at a young age they could see, um, you know, how politically this, how to get excited, how yeah, to be excited about your candidate, how to, how to get involved in this process. How to, and it was a historical moment. I, I think anytime you have a chance to see the president, you, you got to go do that. I mean, this is the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world. In the whole world. And and we were, what, 25, 30 feet from him? Easy, yeah. Listening listening to him. And, and you think you know it all after watching him on TV and listening. It, was, it really was a surreal experience. Very. And, and like you said, tr- uh, before Trump went on, first of all, when we stepped in, maybe I should play it. Yeah, I'll play, I'll play it on here. But he was he was playing the House of the Rising Sun, remember? Yep. And it was, Two, three times. So it was loud. Very you, loud, like a rock concert. Yeah, it was you, great. you couldn't even hear yourself think it was so loud, but it it was part of that experience to, to get you just pumped up and excited. Like it really was um it really was cool. I, I'm so glad I went. I left thinking, you know, I never would have done this, probably on my own volition. But wow, am I glad that I went, that I could say that I went, I could write it in my journal, and I could look back one day and say, hey, I seen a president. I seen him up close and personal, and it was really cool. Well, and he's your president. I mean, he's, he's, you love him. I do love him. I, I, I love Donald Trump. Um, my mom, when my father was alive, my dad was a contractor and rags to riches. Contractor then got into some real estate and stuff like that. But my dad was a good man, a great father, but he was very much like Trump in the sense of he had an agenda. He wasn't, he didn't care about your feelings and he was after getting it done. And um, my mom has tells a story that one time when they were younger, she told my dad, you remind me a lot of Donald Trump. And my dad got a little bit, he didn't get offended, but he was like, no, I'm not like him. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good, you know, I'm a good guy. And I think back then, you know, that's when he was in his real estate days and he was kind of, and, and he was always on the headlines and this and that. My dad, you know, maybe, maybe there were some morality things that he didn't feel like he aligned with. But, but what, what my mom meant is like in a business and how you make decisions and how you're not afraid to be shrewd and, not care about people's feelings or just being direct. It was very similar. My, yes. my dad was very similar. I believe that that way. And, um, and so part of that's rooted in why I like Trump, right? My dad's been gone on February 18th. We celebrated nine years since he passed. And, and so, you know, part of that is, is why I like Trump. You know, it, it makes me feel like, like that's my dad up there running the country and, and that's what he would be doing. My dad would be making the decisions. I mean, he was a street fighter, man. He got stabbed in the back, had a big old scar. He, he would have took the fight. No, no question. No if, ands or buts about it. He might've felt bad afterwards. That, that was who my father was. But again, I think, I think our childhood and stuff shapes us. I, you know, we're members of the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints. My dad was, and so I think that was part of um, 
part of what kept him from really going further than that, right? At the end of the day, he he had a conscience. I mean, you always say it when it comes to me. I'm a little bit that way, right? I'll come through like a bat out of hell and then all of a sudden feel bad, start going and apologizing to everybody else. And, you know, sometimes I wish I could just, you know. You're a big softy. You pretend to be. <laughs> it's not pretend. It's who you are. But I, I think I think that you're also like Trump. I think that I think it's unfair to think that that man, <laughs> someone as a, that has such a big personality and a big ego and a big presence like he does, he does care what people think. I know he does. He he has to. And I'm sure that with with everything going on i remember when he was first in office and they were just awful to his family to his young son and and all of the things that were happening just because he was in public eye and and i thought you're all villainizing the president but look what you're doing i couldn't i don't get the double edge the from double from the left it's completely double standard so my i have a not a theory my opinion okay on Democrats, liberals, the left. Liberal left. First of all, I, I don't think I, I, I I'm convinced a lot of people don't think for themselves, especially this younger generation. They they are really quick to be followers, to see what somebody else is for, and 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 just jump on this. I, I really believe a lot of people don't truly sit down and think for themselves. Um, you, you see it all the time. A lot of people are like, I'm gluten free, yet they don't know why or what gluten even is right it's their friend or their friend's friend either is gluten-free and that or they lost a lot of weight doing gluten or whatever the case is and all of a sudden now they're gluten-free right and so that that's my one thing i think a lot of the democrats aren't truly democrats i think if they really got in touch with themselves and their values that they would they would find themselves are a lot more conservative than they than they think they are that's for one for two my when somebody asked me to explain the liberals it's very simple to me it's the equivalent of the the scripture um that some in some way shape or form says let's all eat drink and be merry for tomorrow we die i think that is a, a great way to sum up the democratic party they want to get stuff for free they want to have everything that everybody else has. They want everything to be e- even, but they they don't want to take it a step further and put together plans or strategies on how to accumulate for that or how to accommodate for that. They don't. They just want to say, hey, we want all this stuff and expect it to happen. And you know what I say? I say, go live in Japan. I say, go live in Portugal. I say, go visit Italy. Go Go live in these countries like I have where they are socialistic and you have to wait for your turn. So socialism is so bad. So uh, bad. The the fact that the fact that we're even having this conversation in the United States today and that Bernie Sanders just goes to show you how out of touch people truly are. Oh, and boss, Bernie has a plan. He's going to tax the crap out of the rest of us that have jobs so everybody else. I mean, cuz seriously, ladies, gentlemen, where do you think the free comes from? It, it comes from us. And it's it's even at that rate, it's not feasible. It's not sustainable. You, you, you just you mean say, at 60% tax for people? <laughs> no, uh, but but I mean, when is enough enough? You, you start to give away this. I mean, you start to see you start to see it happen. I mean, long before socialism was even I mean, the fact that we're even talking about socialism in to, a country that was founded because on the, the free market, and the social, the, the capitalism is a new thing. And, on the, and so my message crazy. to Bernie Sanders, you, you old bastard, <laughs> is if you don't like it, if you if you love socialism so much, why don't you move to one of those countries and enjoy it? Because yep. the rest of the people, even the ones that think they do like it, they don't. Because if they truly knew what socialism was and they took the time to study socialism, there's no way in hell they would like it. There's no way in hell they would support it and there's no way they would vote for you. So, so take you and your, you know, policies and get the hell out of here. That, that, that's my, that's my opinion. Well, and, and until you walk in 
to a hospital in Japan trying to get a blood test or something else done, and you see the way things are done. And Japan's a wonderful country. I lived there for seven years. I love it. Portugal, wonderful. Germany is wonderful. But, but if you go on the economy, it's not. I mean, in because Japan, they didn't even wear gloves. Why does a doctor you change in the hallway? Does a doctor truly become a doctor today to help people? I think maybe somewhere inside that is a goal of theirs, or that is something, oh, I think so, something that they that they that they really that really helps set them out on that path. But ultimately. It's the monetary incentives that come with being a doctor. Doctors get paid well. Well, and why do you think people come to America to get their health care? It's because it is capitalistic here. The best doctors get the best people, have the free, best records, and they cost more. Free enterprise. But as that's soon right. as you start to socialize that and Medicare for all, that's going to go away. That's all going to go away. The person that's going to be working on us is going to be somebody that probably doesn't really care, isn't getting paid as much, and is just trying to get through the numbers. And guys, that whole entire experience is going to change. Even look at Canada. I have a sister-in-law that lives in Canada. She gave birth to her baby in the same room with three or four other people. You know, I know that every child we've had has been in the confines of their own private room. It's been comfortable. A lot of those things go away. Now, here's what I'm going to say. It is sad for the people that don't have health care. You know what? That's that's sad. But now is the time to ask questions. Well, how can we get you health care? How can, what, what can we do? What, what trade can we learn? What, 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 who's hiring out there that, I mean, start to ask those questions because honestly, if you think that socialism is worth it, you're wrong. You're and, wrong. And, and you you're need, just wrong. And you need to do some, you need to do some, and that, that has nothing to do with me. That's not even a Trump versus Bernie versus Buttigieg argument. It's socialism is, is not a good thing. It's not the answer. It, Never. It, it's, it's horrible as a matter of fact. And once you start to look back at its track record and what it's done to the other nations, you will quickly find that, <laughs> that They're the, the fact that Bernie Sanders is going to that extreme to try and gain votes is so appalling to me that I can't even, I can't even, well, I, I wonder what the rest of the nation is looking at. Did you watch what happened in Greece? Did you see what's happening? In, do you see that these nations are collapsing under their socialistic? It's it, They're collapsing, the entire country. It, it's not sustainable. It is not. It's, no, it's it just, is not sustainable if you are going to take from the people who are working because they're going to stop working. If, if, if I was taxed 60% of everything I made, and I had the choice, oh, well, or I could work less and somebody else will pay for that. That's the answer everyone's going to go for. Why am I going to work hard for somebody else to sit See, on their butt? And that's the thing, not not me, because I know how that story ends. And that's what I'm saying is I think the Democrats, if they truly thought for themselves and if they truly took the time to study these things before just opening their mouths and saying something they know nothing about, they would quickly find if again, They'd have to strip all the the pride away, which may or may not happen. Um, and it has to happen on the individual level. And then they have to approach it and see it for what it is. It is a bad thing. Well, I mean, e even Obama, who, who, who was able to double the national debt during his time in office. Woohoo! I, I mean, that, that, that has to take some effort. That is a feat. But even when he was... Even when he was criticized of being a socialist, he was really, really quick to, you know, oppose that and say, I'm not a socialist. The fact that Bernie Sanders is voluntarily coming out and running on the socialistic agenda should worry everybody. It should worry absolutely everybody. I see why it's appealing because all they're telling you is you'll get stuff for free. They're not telling you how that story ends. They're not painting the picture of what it's done to other countries. All they're saying is everybody should have insurance, therefore vote for socialism. Guys, it's so much more beyond that. Okay, there's other ways to get insurance. Start to ask those questions. Now, if you have a disability or, first of all, 
Look at what Trump's done for the VA. But there are programs in place for that. Look what Trump's done for right. the VA, right? Absolutely. That was one of the first things he did when he got in office. He says, hey, we our veterans need to be taken care of. They've been forgotten about for far too long for the sacrifices that they made, which I tend to 100% agree with, and that's my own opinion. You can suck it if you don't think so. And he stepped in and he did something about it. There's other programs that currently exist that just need to be improved. And I think that Trump is doing that. Um and so there, there, there are ways without going down this socialistic path because, guys, once we, once we do that, there's no going back from it. And, 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 and I think that Trump has done a lot of work to try and get things back to the center. And, and I'd, like to th- I'd like to think that another four years is, is going to get it to where it needs to be, but we're so far off the mark from where we need to be as a country to sustain this great nation that it's going to take socialism, not the answer. I know that for no. sure. Well, and and he, when it comes down to it, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, the one the, the very easiest thing, and I think that people aren't telling the people that are coming up. I was always taught, you know, when I went to go register to vote when I was 18, I got to vote for the president. It was a presidential election year, and I voted for George Bush. And as I was talking to my dad, he talked about how the, the fundamental difference between a Democrat and a Republican is small government versus big government. And if you, it goes back to what you said earlier, how people don't really know how to think for themselves. Republicans want to make their own choice. I want to invest my own money. I want to find my own doctor. I want to do my own things. Now, I'll pay for the infrastructure of my of my state. I want good roads to drive on and bridges to drive over. And I want a secure nation. So I want to pay taxes for my for my for my government and my army and, and the people that are keeping me safe from from nefarious things in the world. But really, that's all I want to pay for the rest. I want to figure out what to do with my money. Right. And so if you're a Republican, typically, you are for small government. You want to make those decisions, but I've even seen it in our church. And, and it's going to append. It's going to impend on our freedoms. That's yes. The, the and, gri- and once they take them away, it's much harder to get them back. I'm I'm afraid gun laws are going to go. I, I, seriously, guys, I I'm scared. I mean, look at look at what happened. I'm geez, Hitler. He stripped away and stripped away and said, I'll make it safe. I'll make it safe. And then pretty soon nobody had guns and then nobody could defend themselves. And he took over the world. So, I mean, so you're, you're comparing Sanders to Hitler. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a fair concern. Do it. That's it. I'm not going to give him that much power. I think Bernie Sanders is a fruitcake. I don't, I I think that dude, I mean, a couple screws loose up there. That, that elevator ain't going to the top floor. Well, and he's, 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 placate into what he thinks people want. And that's a sad thing is, is people don't really even know what they want. Well, and that's they, what they, I was they, want, say. they want free. They, they hear the word free. Boom. That's what I want. But they don't, they, they don't mention the other things with socialism, the collapse of, of the economy, um, the lack of jobs, all of the, everybody that's fighting for capitalism, free enterprise, there's not going to be as much of a, incentive to fight for that stuff anymore and that is going to change everything it's going to change everything and so you know we've talked about this for quite a while now well and the last thing i want to say on that is you have to separate the person from from what they're doing so even if you don't like trump even if you don't like him take a look at like just seriously objective people want to but they want to ignore that people People want to believe right. in the things they want to believe in. And, and they want to find a reason, you know. First of all, I'm going to go on record right now calling everybody a hypocrite. I'm going to call everybody that I've heard that has criticized Donald Trump for the things that he has said or the things that he has put on paper or on Twitter. I'm going to call him a hypocrite. And here's why. Everybody I know has in some way, shape, or form murmured or criticized somebody else. Or said something behind their back. The difference is that Trump is not doing that. And so it's very hard to hear with John McCain, you know, God rest his soul. 
with Elijah Cummings, with, with all of these people. Trump is, the difference is, is he's not hiding behind the fact that he's saying those things. He's going to come out. It's the most, it's the most antithesis version of a coward you could ever have. That is so respectable to me because even though it's hard to hear, maybe it's, it's authentic, right? He's not, he's not telling his cabinet behind closed doors. He's not telling Melania. He's saying, Hey, I said this and the rest of the world needs to know. So, so that I stay true to who I am. Now I can resonate with that because there are times in my wife and I's relationship where I do the same thing. Hey, I said this about you. You need to know it. Or I'll tell her sister, Hey, I said this about your husband. And you need to know it. And my wife kind of gets mad at me like, hey, you didn't need to say it. Like they would have never known. But I would have known. I would have known that I lost my temper and I said this. And so next time I see him, I'm going to tell him and I'm going to ask him for his forgiveness. As hard as that is, now the only way to counter that is to not do it anymore. I can't lose my temper next time and say things that I don't mean or say things that I'll regret. That's the only way. But I'll over my dead body... Am I going to sit there and talk crap about you or you or you or anybody else and then act like your best friend? It, 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 it behooves me to even think about that. I've been around so many people that are like that, that it, it disgusts me. And so when I see myself do it, I'm going to fix it. If, if I make that mistake, I'm going to fix it. Now, when you start to think about it in those terms, Donald Trump is probably one of the most authentic people in the world. Cause even though it's hard to hear and it's hard for you to listen to or hard for you to see everybody else is saying it right. Or wanting to say it. And he just says it right. He just says it. Boom. This is, there's no, he doesn't mince his words. Well, and who of us hasn't said something disparaging about someone or said something they wish they could take back or posted something they wish they could take back or, whatever it may be, I'm sure that sometimes he puts it out there and he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been so real. And, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but oh, well, it is what it is. It's out there. And for, for anybody that might be listening or watching, don't post stuff about your job on social media ever, not Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, none of that. You got to know where to draw that line. You, so many times you see people post about their job and then get fired. I post about my job. <laughs> and then get fired and then wonder why. Oh, yeah. They're just, oh, you mean about your boss or yeah, about yeah. somebody you, you know, work with? Yeah. yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's just certain things you can't do, right? Just don't be stupid. It's still a free country. You can say whatever you want, but just understand that some of the things you say are going to have repercussions. That's just the way it is. It's kind of like on the Ricky Bobby thing with all due respect. Well, just because you say with all due respect doesn't mean you can say whatever you want. Right. I know in the movie it's fun to talk about, but there are... There's actions and there's reactions. There's consequences to things. So just, if you do things, be ready to live with them. That's 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 all there is to it. Okay, so we're winding down, close to winding down here. Do you know what time it is, Danica? T-bone topic time. It's the T-bone topic. And for those of you that haven't listened and just started listening, or maybe you do listen and you forgot, the T-bone topic is where we talk about the juiciest stuff, okay? It's where we really get into the uncomfortable topics, right? And for, and you guys submit these things. And for those of you that submit them, thank you. And if we pick your topic, then we will send you two T-bone steaks via the mail. Correct. And so basically it's dinner on us. Um, I love red meat. I love this country. What? What the heck was that? I think it was Siri. Shut up, lady. <laughs> see, 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 just so you guys know, listening all the time. <laughs> Everything here is yep. listening, right? So just don't be surprised when that gets you in trouble one of these days. <laughs> um, okay. I hadn't heard this one. This you mentioned T-bone, it today. And yeah, I hadn't and, heard and, it. And I haven't either. Read a couple articles. So, so it comes to us from L.C. Pete. So LCP, thank you. That's the handle on social media. And LCP. Or 1CP. I don't know which one it was. I wrote it down. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, One of those things. <laughs> Trump using Adderall. First of all, Danica, do you know what Adderall is? Um, isn't it for ADHD? It is. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a stimulant as far as I know. 
helps people focus, I think, is what people take it for. I've, I've never taken it. So and I so know. I've never heard this, um, but here's what I would say. Um, it's for ADHD, ADHD, which is a form of mental illness, right? Sure. And this is a stimulant that is is used to, to help as kind of a support piece to try and help control some of these things. So the one thing I would say is mental illness is, is not something to take lightly for one or for two to poke fun of or, or, or make fun of. And, and I think it's a lot more prevalent than people even understand. What I mean by that is I do believe that there's people out there that are mentally ill that have no idea that they are. And, 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 and that, that's okay. I mean, it's totally okay. It's one. I think that comes back to ego and there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to get checked out. I'm just fine. You're, you're a jerk. Right. Um, and that's totally cool. So whether Trump is using Adderall, first of all, I don't know where that even comes from. I think, I think what I read was Tom Arnold, the, the ex-husband of Roseanne Barr, a comedian, kind of a weirdo. He 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 claimed that on the set when I think he was on one of the Apprentice shows, mm-hmm. and he said he witnessed him cutting it and snorting it, like instead of just taking the pills, he was. I don't know if I don't know if they come in pills. If he had to actually chop it up, I don't know what Adderall looks like, so, or if it's just if he crushed them and snorted them. But he, they called him Sniffy Adderall or something like that. So I'm I'm anything but a hypocrite, right? So I do know what it looks like. As a matter of fact, I have been ADHD, believe it or not. I don't think I am anymore. I certainly don't take Adderall anymore, but I have taken Adderall. Okay. And it does come in pill form, but it is a a pill that could be, I mean, there's a couple different ways. You've got the extended release, which is like a capsule, which. With the little beady things in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you also can have like the pill where you can crush it up and this and that. Now, depending on what it was used for. Now, if you just think that because Donald Trump gets excited because he goes off on Twitter, I think that's an unfair comparison to all of a sudden just throw Adderall out there. Now, if there was a reason why he was, if he was seen using it. Yeah, I think Tom Arnold said he had or something like that. You have to ask yourself, why? Well, is, is Donald Trump ADHD? A, I don't know. B, if he does, that's his prerogative. Yeah, is it our business? Who knows? Absolutely. And C, that's why they make that medicine. That's right. If he's taking it, right, he it, was prescribed it. it, it, it is, right. It's to try and help you. I will tell you about Adderall. Adderall, a lot of people take it or think that it helps you lose weight. And so there's some other drugs drugs that, that they make for losing weight, which I, I forget they were called, but they're, they're similar they're okay. kind of in the same class, not really, but similar. Some sort of stimulant. That help yeah. you lose weight a little bit faster. But then, just like anything else, then you gain weight. Right. Again. Or it only works for a little while. You become immune to it, just like a lot of things. I do know about Adderall is that if it isn't something, and I know this from my own experience, if it isn't something that your body truly needs, it will reject in a sense. Right. Um, meaning it doesn't really work. You don't really feel anything. I know when I would take it, um, I don't know that it really helped me. I, I just don't know that it really helped me, but just like anything, I, I'm, I'm diagnosed OCD. And so I'm going to be proactive in whatever I do. If I'm studying for a test, I'm going to study for the test. If I, you know, have a, have a cold, and I'm prescribed some kind of antibiotic, I'm going to be proactive in taking that antibiotic. So whatever it is, I'm going to try and really give it a go. With Adderall, for me, didn't work. You know, the only thing it did was make me really tired. And and that's odd, right? It's You wouldn't think of it that Not way. Or a stimulant, yeah. No, it, it would make me super tired. Like, I would get tired and hard to wake up in the morning. But I went to sleep just fine. And so there's certain things, I think, to answer 1CP or LCP. I don't know if Trump did Adderall or not. If he did, it's none of our business, for one, for two. 
it's not like doing cocaine. I mean, it's a, it's a controlled substance, but it's, it's, it's prescribed, you know, with the doctor's prescription, you can, you can get it. It's not, it's not something that's a narcotic that's, that's against the law or it's illegal in any way, shape or form. And so to me, that is just, they lacked a story. They needed something to write about. Well, it's, that's, if, that, if it did originate like, with Tom Arnold, he's probably just trying to be relevant again. Right. Good luck with that, bud. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, so, it's not our business. You brought that up. Vegas Rally was amazing. And then we met some of our people. We did. Right? We, we met some people that were, and, and they were seriously good people. Like, you could tell these people had great values. They, they, they wanted Trump for the same reason we do, which is, hey, things are finally kind of going back towards the center. Aside from just the keys, the, like the KPIs, the key performance indicators that we're seeing, like unemployment is down, the economy is doing really good, we're, we're instilling the fear back in these other people to not mess with Education us. Education is getting better. I mean, like all, yeah. all ne- negotiation with China are, are is, firing, is, yeah. is, is seeming to be productive, which whenever you have kind of a stalemate, like we do, it means that, Hey, we're getting somewhere. Right. I think that aside from that, I think the people just like the values. They like the, they like the refreshing authenticity of saying this guy's a scumbag. I want you guys all to know it. And by the way, there's a lot of things happening in Washington that you usually don't find out about. I'm going to tell you, you need to know you're the American people. You deserve to know. And and this is what we're doing to fight for that. Oh, by the way, we've got these other people hired. They're not doing a good job. We got rid of them. We hired some more people. They didn't do a good job either. So we got rid of them. I love the fact that he's changing until he gets it right. I, I think that's what the American people deserve. And I think that's what they expect. What I found refreshing about the entire rally was I, I don't know that I thought about what I expected to see or what kind of people would be there, but I guess I just assumed they would be older like me, white, uh, mostly men. Uh, I just really thought that's what it would look like. But I, I was, it was so nice to see, like I said, young people there. Hispanics, Asians, uh, there were a lot of African-American. There were lots of different people. It just looked like a nice cross-section of America, and it was really inspiring. I, I know you've used that word, but I I remember when Obama was elected on a military base in Portugal when, when I was teaching at the school and my husband was active duty, and, and I thought... How at a military school did Obama get reelected? I, I don't think I got out, out of bed that whole week because we've been in the, we've been associated with the military for well, I don't know 20 years, 25 years. And it's like I was saying to you, it's cyclical. When there's a democratic president, we get shafted. Right. And we do. And and we don't get raises and there's, you know, Congress has stopped and we don't get paid and all these bad things happen because nobody wants to work together or they just want to shaft government they, they think oh we don't need to spend money on an army because we're fine and then we get <laughs> 9-11 happens and then George, you know George George W has to bulk back up the military and we get bulked back up and then Obama's elected and then they decommission ships and shut down bar- bases and then Middle East gets like there's not they a more, feel, there's they, not, they there's not a more again. blatant way of showing we don't want to protect the country Right, then, then, well, right, then de- decommissioning ships yeah. and no, shutting I, down military bases. Yeah. Listen, it's your actions. My father always said, your actions speak so loud, I can't hear your words. So just watch what these guys are doing, and you can see. Look what Pelosi's doing, and you can see. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's, they only care about their own agenda. What I love about Trump is he's not doing it for, for, for uh you know, style points. He's His not, agenda is he's us. Not, he's not doing it to become famous or popular. He already was he that. He already was. You know? Um, it's so refreshing to have somebody in there that just wants to get the job done. And I, I got, I gotta, I gotta appreciate that. So, um, we just want to thank you guys for watching. Well, and I don't know who's listening, but listen, listen to us. <laughs> I mean, pay attention, look around, try, look at your local leaders. Who's your mayor? Who's, who, who's doing stuff for your state? I would it's like to run states. for mayor. I know I'm looking into it. The state, I really do. I really want no, you to I, get on a ballot. Listen, I think I would like to run for mayor for one other, re- for one reason and one reason only. I think I could, in, I think I could influence some change. 
for the better. Because well, again, same thing. Should be I'm there. not trying to. I don't need to be anybody's friend. I I don't need. I don't. But listen, if there's a job that needs to be done and it requires difficult decisions, I know that that's something that I have the ability to do. I think I could do that. That's all. I do too. Um, you could. Yeah. So, Danica. But pay attention. Wake up, people. This is an election year. Look around. Think about, uh, take take away Trump's beautiful hair. And do your, <laughs> yeah. And do your think, own research. Think about, think about what you want your world to look like. And if you think socialism is the answer, I promise. Greece is the number one thing that I say to people. Google, look at what happened. Google Greece. Google Greece. So look Google, up Greece. Look what happened to a socialistic country. It imploded. We cannot let that happen here. Don't let it happen here. I, I agree. Too many people died and fought for us to be free. And freedom means choice. And they're taking away your choice. You don't know it, but you're being chained up. I promise. Just look I around. I agree. I agree. Um, and as always, you, you guys are awesome. Again, my name's Jason Adams. I'm the host of this podcast, which is Behind the Shades with me, Jason Adams. And uh, I'm also the president of a company called Beck Sunglasses. Now, right now at Beck Sunglasses, some of you might already have it. Some of you want it, don't know where to get it. At BeckSunglasses.com, there is a page where you could submit your information for free Trump stickers. Now, these stickers are really, really cool. And we came up with these ourselves. They're not something that we... designed them, yeah. Yeah, we designed them. They're fun. They're unique. And you might ask yourselves, oh my gosh, why did you align your company with Trump? Does it... You know, is that is that like the flavor of the month? The answer is a resounding no, and here's why. Because social media is so prevalent in business this day and age, especially for us as a brand, I often find myself on social media. I find myself on Instagram. I find myself on Facebook. I find myself on stories or videos or whatever the case may be. Now, I'm a Trump lover, red-blood-eating American citizen. That's what I am, Okay. Because that's what I am and because I find myself on video so much, I don't want to have to try and act like somebody else. First of all, I would never do that. Second of all, it would be exhausting. Third of all, I'd make a mistake. I just know I would. So it's just so much more transparent to just be me all the time. Well, that's me, right? Uh, I'm 100% owner of Beck Sunglasses. I'm the president. That's me. I never know when the cameras are going to be rolling. So you know what? It just makes more sense to be like, this is who I am meaning this is who our company is. We're a private company. We're small. Um, we make a great product uh, and we support Trump. So we pay for that with our own money, those stickers, and we want to, we want to, we want to be the cause for good. So, you know what, if we've got to dip into our pocket, which again is the hardest thing to do and help support that and get that message out there, then based on our actions, okay, we'll do that. So if you want those stickers, which are really cool and we're adding more all the time. we got some really cool ones coming up. Um, go to Beck Sunglasses. You can submit your information or Google it. You'll find it. Um, for or those, order something. Yeah. And you get them in there too. Yeah. They do come with the orders, mm -hmm. but they are free. You don't want to order something. You're on the fence about Beck's. We get it. We're not doing this podcast for that reason, but to, and, and, and I, I have a hard time selling things. <laughs> like we make a great product. It is a great product, and, and I'm not just biased. I know that what goes into it, the materials, we use the best materials on God's green earth, the manufacturing, the construction, the design, language, everything about it is really cool. Um, but if you do have our glasses and you'd like another pair or if you want a ball cap or so, whatever the case may be, we do have a code, WEB15. We'll get you 15% off your entire order, Bex Sunglasses. That's B-E-X, sunglasses.com. Our we launched these on Friday at 1 p.m. Send us a note. Um, we'd love to hear if you think, if you have suggestions on another time. But for right now, it's 1 p.m. on Fridays, every Friday. Uh, we never miss it. Uh, it's Pacific Standard Time, so California time. We launch these things. And they're usually typically about an hour long. So we love you. We're grateful. Next week, we're going to talk about the 10 things not to do when starting a business. And by the way, for those of you wondering what this podcast is really about, it's your one hour each week of useful information. Sometimes we'll talk about entrepreneurial type things, about marketing, about politics, uh, everything from what finances or how to code. We've, 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 we've covered a lot of these things. So next week we're going to have somebody on here. We're going to talk about business, what not to do when you're starting your business, see if we can help you a little bit there. 
But other than that, you know what? It's just a, it's a useful information and it's, it's information gained the hard way. We're not going to tell you any lies. We're not going to tell you anything we, we have come up with based on assumption. Everything here has been trialed and tested and it's legit. So um, thanks for tuning in. We love you. We do. Yes. And we love Danica too. <laughs> sometimes. No, no, we always do. Good. We just don't like you sometimes. <laughs> okay. so she'll put her headphones, it, it drive you nuts. Anyways, love you guys. Have a great weekend. Happy Friday. And don't forget to send in your T-bone topic ideas. Have a chance to win some T-bones. Just cost you a few seconds or minutes of your time. Boom. You could have a meal on us. Yep. All right. Have a great weekend. Thank you guys. See you next time.